Broadcasting live from a John Avon forest, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody, I'm Graham. I'm Cameron. And I'm Kathleen. And today we're talking about art. Last episode with um, Cameron, Alex, and Ben talking about their favorite decks, Some, someone, one of them, one of you made a made a sort of an offhanded quip about like, man, we could do a whole episode about art. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I bet we could do more than one, but basically this, this episode we're going to talk about magic art. We're going to talk about... Um, art that uh, we personally enjoy, uh, sort of, you know, general thoughts on art, art direction, hmm. and uh, I'm setting, I'm settling in and getting comfy. Yeah, and as as you can see, if you're watching the video version, I care deeply about design, <laughs> and so uh, I'm I'm excited yeah, to the, uh, talk about it. This is the uh, the the pizza logo. Yeah, wasn't it? The, I think they call it the pizza. Yeah, the yeah. CBC. This is the this is our national broadcaster. This is their logo from the '70s, mm -hmm. which is why it looks rad. Um, what's up? Uh, Kathleen, you want to throw this? Because first we're going to do a Crack-A-Pack, but we're going to talk about the art a lot in the Crack-A-Pack. Oh, but, right, but before we do that, sorry. First of all, Tap Tap Conceit is brought to you by Card Kingdom. That's right. Check it's out card Kingdom of Cards. Yeah, Kingdom of Cards. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. The, the, the slash LRR uh, lets them know that we sent you, and uh, that's really helpful to us because that lets Card Kingdom know that, that this sponsorship is working out well for them. Uh, and we work with Card Kingdom because we legit like them a lot. They're where we buy our singles when we're buying them online. They'll ship singles anywhere <laughs> in the world, and they do it super, super quickly, mm. and their customer service is phenomenal. Yeah, they're a good, reputable company, and that's why we work with them. True, and they'll ship uh, sealed product anywhere in the U.S., you can get your pre-orders in. They probably already have pre-orders open for Hour of Devastation. Um, if uh, you tell them, uh, Loading Ready Run sent me, button please. They'll give you a little uh, one-inch button, and uh, it should be arriving there this week. The current design is going to be the uh, a quote from uh, a very salty opponent I encountered once that, uh, I have 12x removals. <laughs> so if you too want to have 12 removals, uh, then you can uh, order something from Car Kingdom and let them know that we sent you. Oh, that's a good button. I yeah. am a big fan of it. Yeah. And uh, this this podcast, as well as everything, is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. We appreciate you checking that out. Yeah, way to go. We're going on a one-off, a one-on-one-off uh, uh, reprint cycle now okay, for the buttons. Okay, okay, So when, when we run out of the I have 12 times removals, mm -hmm. uh, we're, next one I think is a reprint of the uh, uh, look at the cards, mm. <laughs> which I also quite like. All right, now roll that big dice. Big die, single, single die, and it's in the hallway. And now we can't Where see did I it. Throw it that far? It's twenty. Actually, really? it's the packs. Are you serious? Yeah, it just bounced off the chair in the hallway back where I can oh see. Oh my it. god, it's twenty. You know what that means? No. Da 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 da. Oh, dank. We just got this. Yeah. We just got this very recently. Oh uh, my chat. god, Christian. This is very exciting. Uh, our uh, buddy Christian, I'm at was in town. It's, it's, his username Chris, is IMAD, that's not Christian, his last name. Christian might now hold the mantle of the fastest uh, pack uh, donation to actual opening on Tap yeah. Tap Concede, because normally it takes months, because if you're watching the Vincast version, you can see there's a big box. This is, uh, there's only 10, <laughs> it says 10 additional cards. There's only 10 cards in this pack, but this is a pack of Portal Three Kingdoms. Uh, Christian Ooh. was one of our Kickstarter executive producers and uh, came in, came back in town to visit recently. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to draft his powered cube, but he did drop off some packs to crack, and uh, this was one of them. And uh, is there any lore here? I can't. No, there's nothing fun I can read on the mm. on the thing. But uh, I'm really excited. So this could either be 
Um, very, very exciting or a complete dud, and I'm <laughs> keen to find out which. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, are these English? Yes. This is these. These are the English. So the English printing. We're looking for things like imperial seal. Yeah. And um, um, burning of Xingyi. And, and uh, imperial recruiter. Yeah. Imperial yeah. And uh, what's her face? Oh, uh, Dao Chan. Dao Chan, yeah. artful beauty. All right. Uh, first up, shoe defender. Oh wait, is this in the right spot or did I shift the chair? Uh, nope, that's fine. Okay, it's just not. Uh, oh. There, there it is. Are. Shoe defender. Hmm. Two and a white for a two-two soldier. When shoe defender blocks, it gets plus O oh, plus two until end of turn. You know, honestly, I could still see them printing this card. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot Which is pretty because amazing. it's portal. It has all the <coughs> all the iconography for um, oh yeah power yeah. and toughness. Confronting Gao Gao's army at at what is it? Steep slope bridge. Ooh. I, I thought Portal had, like, intercept instead of block. Yeah, it, uh, it did. Yeah. You know what else it had? It had horsemanship. Oh, right! Ooh. It's the Wu Elite Cavalry. Three and a blue for a 2-3 with horsemanship. Now, no reminder text. What does yeah. horsemanship do? So it, it actually <laughs> acts, it it acts a lot like Shadow. Mm -hmm. In that creatures with horsemanship can only be blocked by creatures with horsemanship. It's flying. Uh, well, it's like flying, but creatures with reach can block creatures with flying. Mm -hmm. And flying has a lot of, like, there's a but, lot of rules around But creatures it. with horsemanship can't block anybody. It's oh, can they? Yeah. Okay, so it's not like shadow. All right. Mm. So it's like different flying. Okay. Yeah. That's less exciting, but I understand it now. Uh, return to battle. It's basically disentomb. Yeah. Uh, sorcery. Single black. Return any one creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Swallowing his eye, the valiant Xiao Dun fought on. Oh, right. Because he gets his eye taken out, and he's just like, well, I'm going to eat that and keep fighting. Huh. Yes, keep it for later. Put it in a safe place. Yeah. It's still inside me. Yellow Scarves Cavalry. Uh, one in a red for a 1-1 soldier with horsemanship that can't block. Interesting. Kay. Okay, so it, so it can't block... Hey, turns but out it can only be blocked by creatures with horsemanship. Turns out, even in Portal Three Kingdoms, there are very bad cards. Yeah. I mean, like, like I'm not joking about the first one. I could see them printing that card now, and typically the rule is old spells were better, old creatures were worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A two-two for three that gets plus two, plus zero, oh, plus two, and it blocks. I I see it. It's not a great card. Three visits. Oh. Oh. Is a uh, one and a green uh, for a sorcery. Search your library for a forest card. Put that forest into play. Shuffle your library afterwards. Is this better? This isn't better. This than... this gets play in uh, Highlander. Oh, I know why. Because unlike Rampant Growth, which is any basic, this is any forest. forest. Yeah. So you can go looking for dual lands with yeah. this. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, oh, Intercept was in previous versions of Portal, not this one, because this trained cheetah is uh, two and a green for a two-two. When trained cheetah attacks and is blocked, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Hmm. Which is uh, that's also fine. That was an ability. Is that Bushido? Yeah, that's that was an ability from I want to say from Kamigawa, or am I thinking of flanking? No, that that's basically Bushido. I think. Oh no, yeah. Bushido was wait what? Well, no, that was ninjutsu. Was if it's not blocked, you can return it to your hand and put a different yeah. card in, tap yeah, and no, attacking. Yeah, no, this also like I think there's a couple of different abilities like this. There's also rampage. Rampage yeah, one. Rampage got the bonus for every additional blocker, yeah. I think. Right. It's sort of proto-many things. When uh, did P3K come out? 
99? Really? According to this, yeah. Let's wow. see. Uh, well, the game came out in 93, so, yep. So this pack's um, 18 years old. Yep, sure is. This is a really nice art on Train Cheetah. I like the light. Um, vengeance. Three and a white. Sorcery, destroy any one tapped creature. So, sure. Okay. Why not? It's a little expensive. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a legendary creature. It's Zhaodun the One-Eyed. Hmm. This is the rare. It's two. Black, black for a 3-2 with horsemanship. On your turn, before you attack, you may put Zhaodun into your graveyard to return a black card from your graveyard to your hand. Oh, this actually seems kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Zhaodun used to be in the Magic Online cube for a bit. Hmm. But then wasn't. And then... <laughs> and then a swamp. Not that swamp, but that's fine. And a mountain. Oh, right. Ten cards, two mountain. of them land. Interesting. Can I, I like that the... mountain, actually. These lands are both by Chinese artists. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Well, yeah, a lot of these are... They're, I think The Portal Three Kingdoms yeah. land is super pretty. Actually, a lot of well, the I mean, artists you know, are the Chinese. Mountain, the mountain, like, I'm looking at the mountain here, and it's a different mountain on the overlay, but it's uh, very much like sort of like the mountains you see in, like, traditional Chinese art, which makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think if, if the Portal 3 Kingdoms the card? cards yeah. were black border instead of white border, uh, the, the lands would probably get a lot more play. Yeah, probably. So how do we do value-wise, Paul? Uh, not too bad. So we got the Train Cheetah uh -huh. is about, uh, looks like about 250. Sure, that's pretty uh, respectable for a common from yeah. P3K. Uh, well, 250 would be like a near mint, which I guess I this, mean, this is. This is. Literally just came out of the pack. Yeah. But pack more fresh. interestingly, uh, three visits. Yeah. Uh, going for around $55. Holy so, crap. Holy wow. Yeah. Wow. Get the sleep. More interestingly, Zhao uh, Dun. Yes. Uh, about $75. Holy crap. Holy crap. Wow. We should take a trip to our local game store later today. Sure is P3K in here. Yeah, so uh, that pack, I guess. Wow. This is probably our <laughs> that, biggest payout that, pack ever. That pack almost paid for itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much P3K packs are going for these days. Here, but put these all over on the shelf. We'll, we'll deal with those later. Let's stop getting our finger oils on Yeah, them. we'll deal with that later today. Hmm. Holy moly. I guess we didn't actually talk about the art from it. The art is beautiful, but now I don't want to touch the cards. Yeah. Because they're too valuable to look I'm at. I'm afraid to. <laughs> um, wow, cool. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you, Christian, Christian, for that. That, that was amazing. Um, so, yeah, art. I mean, it's actually interesting because when you look at the the style of art there, it's, uh, it's consistent across that set, hmm. which is... Relevant, because one of the things I wanted to talk about is that there's definitely a divide. When I see people discussing magic art online, there's definitely a divide between people who prefer uh, how... I mean, if you wanted to simplify it, how it looks now versus how it used to. Hmm. Um, and there's much greater consistency per set now. Exactly, because what they have now that they didn't have way back in the day is a consistent vision and art direction. Hmm. And a style guide that people were expected yes, to work to. exactly. Which um, means that you get less sort of bizarre, abstract stuff. So you, there's definitely less, like, working outside the box a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I really prefer having a 
steady creative vision on stuff like this. So I don't know. I uh, I um, I guess whenever I see that debate, I'm it always it always comes across to me as like uh, as like a sort of a kids these days kind of like you know back when I played Magic, you could have. You know, crazy abstract bullshit, and, and it was better then. And then, and, and, and Phil Foglio illustrated some of it. Yeah, and it's like, yes, you lose, you definitely lose a couple individual cards, but overall, the quality and the what's being put forward as a whole, I think, benefits from hmm. the, the 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 modern take on on magic art, which, by the way, has been happening for. Years and years and years at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking like this started going out with like eighth edition or something like that. I guess, yeah. I mean, we were, do- we were, we were do- doing a Mirrodin flashback draft on Magic Online the, uh, the other day, and um, someone, uh, one of our friends came into chat and was like, pick the cute cards. And I was like, That's, There's none in this, set. this is not a good set for that. Like, Mirrodin had very consistent art direction, and it was awful. <laughs> like, not... Not to say that the art direction was bad or that the art was bad. It's that the art was intentionally like gross. Yeah. Like original Mirrodin was all like, all spiky and gnarly and yeah, like people like, with like metal integrated into their bodies. Yeah. Right? Like the Oriok and the. But not Volshock. Yeah, Volshock. But not yeah. in like a pleasant way. Yeah. No. Like a, in like a rough. I don't know, metallic, kind of jagged way. Yeah, right? like yeah. I consider original Mirrodin block artwork like unpleasant to look at, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not because not because it's inexpertly done, <laughs> just because it's like, uh, yeah, nasty. Like yeah. Where, what's the is it chittering rats? No, hmm. yeah, it? yeah, or no, it's I know not the chittering one you're rats. About. The rat is awful. Yeah, with his it's like weird got claws. long claws and teeth. Oh, yeah. it, is, it is chittering rats. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Like they're definitely going for a harsh and angular kind of. But I mean, like that that background today would not pass muster. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, I I guess this is actually an example of maybe not one of my maybe not an amazing piece of magic art. It mm-hmm. just it really sticks out to me as really gross. And yeah. Although I will say for the original Mirrodin block, uh, the uh, mirror. I the mirror were cute. The mirror yeah, were super uh, great. Who, the mana mirror. Yeah. Who who was the artist? Uh, was, I don't know. Um, like Iron Mirror. Probably want to find that one. Yeah. It's like because all the, the same guy did all the mirror. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It was like the Iron Mirror, Silver Mirror, Lead Mirror, Lead Mirror, Gold Mirror, Gold and, and whatever the green one was. Copper. Copper Mirror, of course. Right, because copper turns green when yeah. it oxidizes. Look at him. Walker. Oh, Kev yeah. Walker. He still does a lot of work for Magic. Yeah. 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 At least I I know that name. Mm-hmm. I mean the the new Meriden. Like the scars of Mirrodin, yeah. scars of Mirrodin, uh, and particularly New Frexia, of course, had Alloy Mirror, who's yes. adorable. Look at him, look at the little Alloy Mirror. But like the the yeah, because the um, the five mana Mirror were re- reprinted in Scars of Mirrodin with what I thought was not as good art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I guess I sort of like leapt in at like a high level, mm-hmm. uh. High level for this discussion, but um, we've uh, uh, we have a couple like sort of specifics we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I pick a nit? Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a card that uh, really like trips this for me, but I like I realize that artists do things digitally nowadays, mm. and I think overall that's really good for artists because it means they can you know 
It's a great medium to work in, allows for greater freedom of expression. But what I don't like is when magic card art looks very much like a digital painting, mm. right? Mm. There's a couple of cards, and now two, I think. Probably, if I would guess, from Battle for Zendikar block? There is one, that actually, that really annoyed me in, um, in uh, Cons of Tarkir. Oh! Which one? I can't remember. Can you describe? It was a Jeskai card. Okay. Oh. Uh, you immediately just made something. Yeah, it was the one with like the the circle and stuff like oh, that. Oh, um, um, uh, like it's a really cool piece of art. Master of the way. I think it was master of the way, but the point, like, it's just it's some... master of the way. Master of the was way. Was it like the guy descending the staircase? I think so. Yeah, and there was like with like he's got like oh um oh yeah, it was a gold card. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah it was a gold card from Cons of Tarkir. And I'm not saying it's bad artwork, but like the problem being that most cards don't look that obviously digital. And like when there's like a lot of like three D uh, like building going on, like mm. the the buildings are all like clearly rendered rather than drawn. Mm. It takes me out of it. It's like this doesn't it doesn't quite look the same from like an artistic perspective, right? Like the buildings are a little bit too clean and a little bit too, um, you know. Um, Hmm. What's a good word? The Paul's just are, trying to find that art. Yeah, the buildings are just like a little bit too like they're not organic enough. Whereas the rest right. of the art and the set, like even well, the, like there's an incongruity between like the elements of the art. Yes, right? exactly, and mm. like it's it's incongruous to the set because mm. like because magic card is a lot about. Uh no, it wasn't this one, but it no. was it was uh, definitely something. This this card is totally fine. Yeah, it's not what I was. Yeah, shoot. It's not the one I was thinking of. I'll I'll figure it out later, but I what I because like because magic card art usually shows like people doing things and hmm. battles and stuff like that. It's usually um, it feels very organic and fluid, and there's a lot of energy and all of the poses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like you don't often just see somebody sitting around, and even when they do, when somebody like Liliana, like on her Planeswalker card. And Amonkhet, she's very like draped, and there's stuff going yeah. on. And there's just she's dripping with personality, even though she is stationary. Yeah, it's and, it's dramatic. Correct. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. And when you have like the cards that are very much like I've like computer generated some buildings in the background, like because I need to fill in this scene, like it just it seems very static compared to the rest of the art. Yeah, that also. That also. That's it, my one nit to pick. Yeah, no, it's that's that's true. I've I can't again. I can't think of the cards right now because I, I sort of like I sort of I guess ignore them. <laughs> but uh, the the sort of the drawn character and the obviously CG background. I've seen like the Jeskai cards really annoyed once me once or twice in hmm. in um, Magic card art. And yeah, it definitely uh, it reminds me of like. Uh, like some manga does that, yeah. Where they they do they do like the the character in two D, but then they have this weird rendered three D background, and it looks uh, very. Um, Masamune Shiro. Is Shiro just, does it a lot. Just, yeah. just wretched for doing that, and yeah. since he started doing that, like the like yeah, like sure, it looks technically good, but from mm -hmm. like an artistic perspective, it just looks. Awful. But it doesn't feel yeah, it doesn't feel at home on a on a magic card. The the, the combination of. Um, 2D, even if done digitally, the combination of 2D and 3D stuff, uh, it reminds me of Netrunner. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. feel at home on a magic card, which is interesting. Because, like, did, like, um... The thing is, though, I'm sure there's fucking, or I'm sure there's tons, <laughs> sorry, 
James beat me out. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of magic cards that do that, but do it well, and that you don't notice. Yeah. Well, you, that that's the thing. That's 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 so I just think one that's thing like a I really want to. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's one thing I really want to. Not uh, that I could draw that. Say well. that like gets my hackles up is when people rag on uh, digital art when mm-hmm. they're like, well, it should all be done. Uh, tr- uh, no, yeah, it's it, like. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no. You can do digital art in Photoshop that doesn't look like, that doesn't look like digital art. It's not the tools. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I started this by saying I'm not against digital art, and I think it's been very good yeah, for Yeah, but some, pe- some people are because they think that that's the problem. No. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, I, like, I have a problem with new magic art, and the problem is because it's all done digitally. And it's like, really, the... The literally the only problem I have with anyone using digital art is when they do the card, they do a art for a card that's like two inches by one and a half inches, uh, and then Wizards is like, "That's cool art. We're gonna blow that up and put it on a standee in the background of a GP somewhere, or like <laughs> make a huge twenty foot long banner out of it." Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, now I can see the actual paintbrush yeah. shapes. Like I can see the actual Photoshop brush shapes." Now but, I mean, it's a problem. That's, that's not a pro- That's not something the artist. Does. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. The artist <laughs> that's, is like that's the only gonna... the only issue I have with with an artist working digitally because if it's meant to be reproduced at card size, then there's zero problem with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like ninety nine point five percent of cards, right? Yeah, and like, I mean that's probably also an element of wizards getting what they pay for because I imagine for a lot of the like commons, mm. the the the. The, the rate they pay their artists probably influences how much time you put into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so if you're painting, like, you know, whatever this version's, whatever this set's version of Flying Leap is, mm-hmm. right, that's probably a, a smaller rate than whatever goes onto a Planeswalker. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's actually interesting. Do you think that, uh, I I would like I feel like the, 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 the rates for art is probably not based on the rarity of the card? Probably not. I mean, obviously, like, but like hero like shots, art. like a planeswalker or something, would yeah. certainly be go for more. Yeah, it's I, I, I am, I don't know. Yeah, right? I. But my my guess would be that they absolutely do not say, you know, this one's not a great common, so don't worry about it this much. Mm-hmm. But I'm positive that they would go this on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. They'd be like, this is a marquee mythic. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that it's great because, like, again, yeah, yeah if you're like looking at sto- like, like the what are the the ones that they watermark with um, now that they have like the story, yeah, the story spotlight, yeah, yeah, story spotlight yeah. cards. Are well, yeah, like, like if it's like here's your brief for this combat trick, and mm-hmm. they send back a sketch, and they're like the sketch looks good, and they do the final art, and it's like sure, this looks great, yeah, right. Compared to like this is the new Liliana for mm-hmm. the next set, which also means it needs to be. Vertical. Way higher yeah. res. You know, it's like you know, we you know this is gonna get used as like a piece of key art. You know this is gonna get blown up. You need to you need to yeah, make sure that you're hitting the uh like what the character looks like, hmm. you know, this is based the point of the story, stuff. so this is things that we want to rev- have you reference in the background of the art. So yeah, there's right, definitely you know. points where they where I imagine the art director would have to be more granular with stuff, but and I, then, I certainly then because don't. Because they're yeah. asking more, you probably get paid more to do that because you're putting a lot more effort into Presumably. it, right? And but then, I definitely know. don't think that you have the other end of the spectrum where they're like, "This is just some like yeah. unplayable red enchantment, so don't worry about it." I feel, <laughs> but like I've heard that Wizards overall actually pays its artists pretty fairly. Well, like, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. I, there have been different opinions on that from artists over the years. I yeah. think that it's. I, I I don't think it's the pay so much as like, uh, the like. 
who retains like ownership and oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. like what artists are and are not allowed to use the art for that it's like they can sell uh, prints but they can't do I mean, play mats. Yeah, I mean, Wizards has Probably always... Probably because of an agreement Wizards has with Ultra Pro. Well, exactly. Hmm. Well, it's, Wizards has always been quite, uh, um, uh, you know, tight about their uh, copyright and about mm. their, uh, about you know, their assets and stuff. So mm-hmm. I can imagine that that could rubble some artists the wrong well, way. Well, but I mean, uh, f- from Wizards' perspective, if you have high-res copies of this art going around, it's a lot easier to pirate these cards. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't let high-res copies of this artwork go. Because that's, that's the part that you really need the high-res copy of. But on the other hand, they do allow... Um, they do Obviously, they allow the artists to sell, like, their originals often. Yeah. Um, assuming that... I'm assuming there's some sort of, like, wizards having first refusal on the originals or something. Because I know... Watsi does have some of the originals, but on the other hand, they also do sell originals. Well, that's why um, Chris Ron and... Noah Bradley, I know specifically those two, and I'm sure others have as well, started to move away from digital. The, right. Uh, Noah Bradley used to work almost entirely digitally and then moved towards doing oil paintings so that he could sell the originals. Because hmm. that's like that's, that's like three or $4,000. Yeah, yeah also, also yeah. I feel that Noah Bradley has enough of a track record of them being like, wow, this is great. Can we use this as large-scale key art? And probably because I know he's mm-hmm. kind of a perfectionist, probably having to go back and touch up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, well, like, do it. <laughs> do it do yeah. it in oil painting the first time. Then it's you know always good to blow up. Well, right? I, I loved uh, watching, I think it was Howard Lyon, mm. Leon, mm. Uh, doing his... Um, his, his uh, 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 Time lapse of painting the new Nissa. Yes, which was just like I, I was showing it to to Julie, who has fine arts training, and mm-hmm. she was like, "He's re- like he's obviously quite good, but like the the his his confidence, right? Like he oh, just yeah. goes up and like he doesn't do the face until the very end, but he just kind of like when he does the face, it's just like and it's done, <laughs> right? It reminded me of watching like when I would do life drawing, you would watch the older artists, and they would just kind of like you know you would be like trying to get the shapes right and doing a skeleton and then like capturing the gesture and then trying to like do lighting and the older artists would just be like eh, and they would have like the sepia toned <laughs> photograph right <laughs> and you're like come on how right in front of me i'm trying to do this over this here is, and you've uh, got stick figures the nature's artisan uh, it was the other uh, by, elemental. Okay. Uh, no, no, that's the, that's the, the one from the Planeswalker deck. Yeah, that's the the one by Howard Howard Leon. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. 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 Um. It's uh it's interesting because I'm 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 thinking now um when we were talking about uh, sort of the overall consistency and it's interesting when there are uh there's a couple artists that. Watsi continues to use, uh, which I think is great, by the way, but that, who have a distinct style mm-hmm. that often does not mesh with the rest of the style in a set. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking specifically of Therese Nielsen mm-hmm. and uh, Kev Walker. Yeah. And Kev Walker might actually be better known um, to some people as like the resident artist for Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kev- he, he does so much stuff for Paizo. Yeah, uh, and he's, he's got, like, a very, like, angular... Yeah, it's angular, but the, the what what strikes me for Kev Walker's art is the, the shading. Hmm. Like, how he does color 
and and shading that it's uh, um, there's there's the full of Nissa oh there's the, the, yeah. the full Nissa wow that's so good um, so is this a when you were watching the process was this an oil painting yeah wow I want to watch that time lapse now it's yeah. actually yeah there's a lot of artists that do like time lapse or in progress work mm -hmm. um, uh, stuff that's uh, worth checking out the actually the new as a brief aside the new ancient tomb. We were talking about the um, uh, about the use of CG in backgrounds and the new the uh, the expedition mm -hmm. ancient tomb. The artist for that, and I don't remember who it was, might have been Howard Lyon actually because they had an extensive thing on their blog. It but is. He, yes, Howard it is. Lyon. Oh, it is. There we go. Or Leon or whatever. Um, they uh, he did he blocked out the background with all the floating rocks and everything. Blocked it out in CG. Right. Or, like, in 3D to sort of understand, like, the depth and how the perspective was working. Right. But then painted over everything. Right. Interesting. Right, right. Yeah, so it was, like, using it as a tool to be, like, how does perspective work with things that aren't in reality? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, right. These, these are things that aren't real. I don't have a frame of reference for it. So how am I going to, you know, how am I going to yeah. do this? And, like, yeah, it's where like the columns go and everything. So this yeah. is all painted, but it's painted over this, like... So is this a digital painting, then? Uh, or is he like? I guess this would be then, yeah. Yeah. Or is he a, like actually do it in CG and then like? So just using <laughs> just using three D for the uh, for the framework for sort of. Yeah, it. yeah. There's a there's a whole breakdown on his on his blog about this. It's super interesting. Anyway, yeah, well, if you can bring up anything by Kev Walker, anything recent by Kev Walker, it's interesting because it's it's something to do with the with the the shading and how he uses color that like really doesn't quite mesh with the rest of it. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I can name one for you if you, if you don't have one. Um, um, uh, the... Uh, is it Goblin Rough Rider? It's from uh, Khan's block. It was like a 5-4 you know, oh, creature oh, has to block it yeah, or something. It's, it's a Mardu color. Yeah, it's one. a Mardu colored. Right. It's very pink and she's riding like right at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an it's a orc, I think, riding a... Mm. Oh no, not Goblin Rough Rider. Sorry, is it Orc Rough Rider? Mar Mardu Rough Rider. Mardu Rough Rider. Maybe somebody riding rough. Someone's riding rough. Maybe it's not even Rough Rider, but it's that's the one. Yeah, Mardu Rough yeah. Rider. But yeah, uh, it just I remember that Kev Walker has this like super distinct way that he uses color and shading mm -hmm. that like this doesn't look like any other card in the set. Yeah. Yet it doesn't like jump out at you as like, whoa, that seems out of place. Mm -hmm. And I just I just find that very, very interesting. Yeah. But it's it's absolutely like instantly recognizable as as Kev Walker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not just because his name is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um there's a It's the teeth actually. It's the teeth on the whatever beastie she's riding. Actually yeah, that's very Kev Walker, you're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta say, that does indeed look like an extremely rough ride. Yeah, it looks yeah. painful. Um, she's fine with it. The uh the other, and so yeah, I just think it's interesting that uh, Kev Walker and Therese Nielsen, uh, that their stuff does sort of mm -hmm. clash so much with the general, if, if you're looking at sort of like consistency across the set, it's like, it's, it, they stand out as really distinctive and different, mm. but not in a way that is completely like, not to rag on Phil Folio, 
because I don't dislike him, but in early magic sets, you'd be like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, it's Phil Folio. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it just like it he's seems a to- so. He's a totally competent artist, but everybody has their own like artistic niche. Right? Well, his and stuff was looking... a lot more goofy, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah was... but I mean, early magic cards could be goofy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you know, magic sort of definitely pivoted towards the serious high fantasy style of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Which, I, I mean, I think is, I think looks looks sweet. Yeah. Um, is there some Therese Nielsen art that you... I mean, there's the new Force of Will. Yeah, the new Force of Will is really strong. There's also... Um, what is What has she done? Ancestral Journey, or no, journey, uh, what was the one from like M13 where you draw three cards, but only if you had 20 or more cards in your graveyard? Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember either. I know the art. It's like the guy crouching and there's yeah. like thought lines or something. Yeah, which is gorgeous. Um, um, but what is has she, has she done anything that's been in a normal set, or do they actually just sort of save her for special stuff now? I think I they know. just save her for like. Premier oh wait, no, cards. she did Descendants Path, which was oh, in. Oh, she did in like. In a Strad block. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah, while yeah, ago, yeah. though. Oh, that was a that was a very unusual card, like art wise. Hmm. Um. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more in a sec about artists who I think have distinctive styles that I can immediately be like I know who drew that yeah but I don't want to monopolize yeah from from Avison Avison restored Descendants mm-hmm. Path yeah this is a this is a, this is a like... particularly weirdly abstract piece of. Magic art for a recent set. Well, I feel, but like, well, at the beginning I, of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card that shares a creature type with a creature you control, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Like, that is a weird... How do you even begin to illustrate that ability? Yeah, like, that well, is, I, I, I thought that's, like... The, the cards that I wanted to talk about were all, like, abilities kind of like that. I was going to say, yeah, please... Uh, like, when, when, when you were given, like, the brief for, like, Lightning Bolt... Yeah. Right, that it's it's pretty clear what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Right, like uh, when you've got like a, a creature card, right? You show a drawing of that creature, and maybe it's a weird creature, but um, it's still quite clear what it should should be. It should be doing something cool. Yeah. Um, but then there are cards like in particular I wanted to talk about Memories Journey. I knew you were going to say Memories yeah, Journey because yeah. Oh, for original Innistrad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what jogged me here because I think there might have been some kind of like break after Innistrad. Because I remember there being a bunch of these cards with really unusual things happening in them, or very like difficult to illustrate things. Um, and then after Innistrad, I didn't see so many of those. Mm. Um, or they would be like, I think if this card were to be made now, it would have like Nissa. Yeah. Well, I was actually right? just about or, to say. Or, or Jace. Yeah. Doing like, something instead of like this person. <laughs> Well, I was actually just about to say, I think that what the break is that after, after I think, this block, they started being like, let's tell the story through yeah. the cards better. And if we don't necessarily have something specific we want to show, let's show... Let's make it a story moment. Let's make yeah. it a story moment and show one of our key characters and, like, mm-hmm. you know, tell... Because, like, like, I think even during Innistrad block, they still had, like, the books that you could read and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did they yeah. still or no, have... No, I think Innistrad block had uh, yeah, the they had stories the, online. Because, well... Um, um, Return to Ravnica still had the ebooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. so, like, they were, they sort of were like, let's phase that out and make it like more accessible that you can figure out what happens in the set by reading the cards, playing mm-hmm. the games, right? Instead of mm-hmm. having to do all this additional research. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I first started playing Magic, they didn't do that as well. I wasn't as plugged into the ecosystem, so I'd be like, so how, how, how did things? What, what happened at yeah. the end of that block? Yeah, what happened to Koth at the end of Scars of Mirrodin? Is he well, alive? Yeah. Is and, he dead? And I remember <coughs> Rise of the Eldrazi, there was that one card, uh, 
it was the alternate win condition enchantment for white. Mm. Uh, where if you have end a turn with exactly one life point, oh. you win the game. Yeah, yeah, it was um, near-death experience. Near-death experience. And it had Gideon standing on top of like this big Eldrazi that looked like Emrakul. Yeah. And I remember for years afterwards people being like, no, they got Emrakul, it was on that one card, they killed her. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right, yeah, yeah. Because he's just demolished a whole slew of Eldrazi spawn with his, yeah. um, whatever it's called. Cyril. Cyril. Yeah. yeah. Cyril? Cyril? What am I saying? Cyril. <laughs> and then, yeah. So it t this totally looks like he killed Emrakul here, but that's not the case. Yeah. Turns out you can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Surprise. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, like the... the, the the cards that I really enjoy are the ones where the artist obviously had to go like, oh, I don't have any idea. And then maybe the <laughs> what art this director is supposed to look like. Well, and like I think maybe since Innistrad block, there's been mm. less like weirdly abstract cards. Like the last couple blocks have been much more focused on like these are fast, aggressive, fighty type blocks, right? Right. Which means there's going to be less weird enchantments that don't necessarily do anything, mm -hmm. right? Like mem like memories. What does memories journey? do? Memories journey uh, takes three cards out of your graveyard and shuffles the back into your library, and it's okay. got flashback. It's actually kind of like a really interesting card, mm. uh, right? That stops you decking yourself. But yeah. it's not. That's the kind of card that goes into a set where it's not like let us punch the dudes. Yeah. Right. Which um, has been the last that, two sets for sure. Yeah. I wonder if that's been a directive to R and D. It's like, hey, if you're going to make a card like memories journey, maybe. Give it a name that suggests what it does, <laughs> right? Mm. Or or the way it works in such a way that we can like tie it into a thing, right? Because like, I I get what a lightning bolt is, mm -hmm. I get what a counterspell is, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you see counterspell art or cancel art where it's usually like a blue mage like projecting a force field, right? And a lightning or a, a fireball skips off the top. Yeah. I I even to an extent know what it is to brainstorm, right? Because all the brainstorm art is usually some person being like. Right, well, like, like, like or, yeah. lightning bolts blow up behind them. Um, but the other ones, like, I, what, what is Memory's Journey? Yeah. Right? What yeah. is uh, a card like Mystic Retrieval, which was another card from Innistrad Block from uh, Dark Ascension, right? And it's this hand holding a burning book with, mm. like, blue flames. Um, and that was a card that shuffled something from your, your graveyard, or took something from your graveyard back to your hand. Yeah. Um, and, like, Mystic Retrieval, okay, uh, apparently it's a book on fire, but usually this effect was called Call to Mind, mm. right? And Call to Mind, which, now that I think about it, was also Therese Nielsen art, hmm. uh, was much clearer <laughs> about what that is, right? You know what it is to call something to mind. Right. Um, but what was the, um, right... Oh, with the puzzle pieces. Yeah, the that's, puzzle pieces. That's cool. Yeah. That's it. Like, I feel like Therese Nielsen is the go-to artist for like, we have this very abstract thing that we need realized, and you are the best at doing it. Because mm -hmm. like, that card, despite being like a guy with puzzle pieces floating around him and some red mist, which is like a very reductive way of describing that artwork, totally works. You're like, I get it. Yeah. There's everything from his expression to the way that the pieces are moving and the mm -hmm. you can see you can see he's like, that's exactly what I was looking for, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. She is, I think, the queen of doing that. Speaking of mm -hmm. Which is probably how she got like ancestral abstract stuff storyline or I don't, whatever that card is. I don't yeah. recall the name of the art. There was a red card from Ether Revolt that was like X red red red. It was a rare. I can't remember what it did. 
but I recall it having more sort of it being one of those cards yeah. where it's like I don't know how to illustrate this, so mm -hmm. here we go. <laughs> well, do you want to just look I, for I, it? I think I think Paul's looking it up, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't. I didn't. That wasn't a very useful. Yeah, because like I put a, a list of the cards that were kind of like this into Slack. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've got and, those. And uh, like. I, I've said in other podcasts that I think my favorite piece of magic art is like uh, Master Transmuter mm -hmm. from Shards of Alara Block, right? Which I think is just a really cool piece of artwork. And it's a creature and she's an artificer and she's like transmuting one white ball into one black ball and it's linked by like this infinity symbol and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but that's quite clear as to what's going on, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get Transmuter, Master Transmuter, you're like, I know what I should do for this. I've got an idea. Um, but... Yeah, now that I, I think about like the other things, I think the ones where it's like quite challenging as to what it should be, and the artist produced something memorable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, are, are are my favorites. Like the one one of the cards that I really liked from way back when was Unfulfilled Desires from Tempest Block. Right. Um, which is D. Or, uh, uh, yes, Indomitable Creativity was the ooh, card I was thinking of. Right. Like what? What is? What is happening on this card? Sometimes you get something very vague. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's amazing, but... It's a... Um, actually, I can grab the higher res. Oh, you have the, the, you have the bigger version? So it's like, there's like a mage going like, casting something. Like, wow, look at that. Look at all oh, that okay, yeah. ether. He's, and he's that... tagging. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. And he's got like all, all That's the... That's graffiti. Yeah, but then the graffiti is doing magical things because yeah, it's well, magical and, graffiti. And there's like thopters and all kinds of like artifact creatures in the bursting in, forth from the yeah from the ether, the That's magical paint he's amazing, using. actually. Yeah, indomitable creativity, right? So because it's like no, you can't put me down. So it's graffiti. Yeah. Wow. Neat. Okay. That's actually now that I see it blown up, that's way way cooler. Yeah, I, I like his like his. Kaladesh spray paint can. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fancy. Oh, sweet. Sorry, Cam, you were talking about un what, Unfulfilled Desires? Yeah, Unfulfilled Desires, which is from um, Mirage Block. Um, and it's this one blue-black enchantment, or... God, how does it even work? Uh, there it, it is. It's, it's Pay fine. one life. Draw a card, then choose and discard a card. Right. Okay, that's fine. Sure. Um, but... What is going on in this card, right, in, in this artwork? I mean, it's not typically artwork we see on a blue-black card because it's primary red, which I don't yeah. think would pass muster it's, But it looks it, like someone's dying of probably heat exposure. There's camels yeah. in the background. This is in the desert because, of yeah, course, it's mirage. Yeah, and one person is cradling this other person as they're yeah. presumably dying against the sunset, right? And the flavor text, I think, might give us some hints, right? Because it is the flavor text for this block... Um, there was a, a running theme of this poem, like this epic poem. The Love Song of Night and Day? Yeah. yeah, and this is the final verse of it, right? Like, day from night I'll live my life apart from you, uh, just glimpsing you across the sky, because you cannot change, my dear, and nor can I. Um, so I guess this is the, the conclusion Oh man, of it. oh, I didn't realize the, like, the night and day fairy tale yeah. was the overarching theme through the flavor text. You guys have heard that one before, right? Yeah. The which one? Night and day, like night is usually a, 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 a like a like a prince, and day is like a princess, and they're all they're, right. they can they only can be never through proceed. twilight. Yeah, right. Or when there's an eclipse, sometimes oh, depending like on the interpretation, in, yeah. like, like in here. the card, yeah, like in the art. 
Yeah. Ah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't. Didn't, I didn't realize that. I wasn't that's... super paying attention to the lore back when Mirage was out. Yeah, but like, you know, for this effect, right? You wouldn't necessarily expect to see art like this, mm -hmm. right? Like, for an effect where you pay life to draw a card and then discard a card in yeah. blue and black, you can easily quite see it like art where it's like a mage who's like, you know, pulling power from something and like they're they're you know, slightly withered looking, yeah. right, as they, they learn new things, but at this terrible cost. And this is kind of that, but not at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, where, what else did I want to talk about? Um, hey, can I you can... pull up the art for Balefire oh. Adept, Paul, when you have a chance? I think that might be the card that annoyed me. That sounds, yeah. I've been thinking about that this whole time. <laughs> It's probably... Bellfire Liege? Maybe? I don't know. Is it from Khan's block? Yeah. The Liege wouldn't be. be no. 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 Is it... Well, there was definitely some sort of adept or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ether, no, that... E e adept. There was definitely a Khan's block. Some sort of Jeskai adept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't an adept. I don't know. I've been thinking about this. It's yeah. hard because I can't just look at the cards because I'm well, trying to be... Yeah, and also now it's... Like, the, the naming convention for a lot of things is, like, the, this, well, th there's quite, like, clearly, like, an X, Y, Z Yeah, they've tried to convention. The yeah. standardize the naming conventions, which does, mm -hmm. which is great, because it, you know, yeah. helps them probably come up with names. Yeah. Uh, but bad, because sometimes it's like, oh, it's the this, this, right? Yeah. Instead well, of the like, this, that. Yeah, where, where in Amonkhet you have, like, the, whatever, like, the Ta Crop Spearmaster. And, and the Ta Crop Elite. And the yeah. Ta and, than the this crop, red crop. Yeah, yeah. where's it? Like, the red crop spearmaster. Yeah, <laughs> red crop spearcaster, spearmaster. There's the ta crop um, elite is the bird, but there's also ta crop skirmisher, which is the snake or the mm -hmm. naga with the knife. Yeah, and then there's uh, nef crop is I think boros. Oh, okay, like I think that I think they I think the crops cross color pairs because ta crop. The bird is white, but the yeah. naga is green. Is no, is blue. Is blue. The, right. That's the right, two right. one for. It's the piker with a bomb. Oh right. Yes. 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 None of this is relevant. But relevant. It just means um, it's harder to figure out exactly what a card is if you're not super a hundred percent of what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about one of my favorite magic artists, mm -hmm. and it's uh, Raymond Swanland. He mm. also. I was about to. I was going to bring it up in the other discussion, but I thought that I'd be kneecapping your plans for the podcast. But he also has a sort of distinct art style that doesn't quite fit with whatever is going on at the time. It's very angular. It's. I will say it's softened recently. Really. And also, they they use him. They now use him in part in points where it makes sense. Right. Mm. Like. Uh, so one of my favorite Raymond Swanland pieces uh, is Worm Coil Engine, hmm. obviously, because uh, it's so good. I mean, like, I feel like they're just like, just dial that thing you do up to 11 for yeah. uh, Scar's block. Like, because, I mentioned the know. Scorpion a couple episodes back, but I mean, Worm Coil Engine, like, hmm. it's it's a worm, it's coiling, it's, it's an artifact. It it's, looks like a bunch of gears that are coming together, right? It's got the two, yeah. the two snakes... Or worms, I guess, the two together, because of course when it dies you get the death touch one and the lifelink one, mm -hmm. which he also did the art for the tokens. Um, but like, this is peak Raymond Swanland, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's everything like, is... Like, look at that background, it's just a bunch of jags. It's, yeah, it's like, it's dark, like, like, his art is generally very dark with what I think is an 
like amazing lighting. Hmm. He does a lot of uh, lighting from within. Hmm. Like on the scorpion, the there was a glow from inside the 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 poison sack. Um, right. He's done he's done oozes that glow from within, uh, and then yeah, everything's just pointy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fire stuff. Yeah, yeah like yeah. The, the sense of motion and speed and power and weight in this is really great. Mm-hmm. Right, like you can tell how it's moving. You can tell where it's going. Yeah, um, but you I can think, tell those jaws are like. Yeah, <laughs> so I think like I think so. To your point, I think what they've what they've realized is that like, while I think that Raymond Swanland's art style has become a little less pointy over the years, the art directors have also realized this is Raymond Swanland's style. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give him art that 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 style would make sense for, so it doesn't leap out of the set, right? Because mm-hmm. he he's done art for Amonkhet. Really? Yeah. Which one did he do in Amonkhet? Hazaret's favor, or fervor. Pardon me. Hmm. Fervor? Favor? Fervor? Fervor. I can see either, actually. I haven't played a lot of that one. I think it's Favor. I actually don't know. But it's... it's what, When you know that it's Raymond Swanland, you're like, oh, of course. But in the context of Amonkhet, it just looks like that is... It It looks like the 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 style is emblematic of of what's happening in that card. So it doesn't it doesn't seem striking, right? Like if you had if you had like um, if you had Raymond Swanland illustrate just like some random, you know, X crop fightman. Oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like if you just had him illustrate like a random like two one or something, it might seem out of place with like other random creatures, mm. but with Hazard's favor. It's like, oh, okay, this this totally makes sense. Like, there's the like, it's definitely him. Because uh, he's got that light burning from within. The, yeah, the the it's like dark. There's light, like very very dark stuff with like red and like side lighting and stuff is something that he does a lot of. And so this totally looks like Raymond Swanland, but it doesn't like leap out as like, whoa, that seems out of place. Which yeah. I his stuff has maybe jumped out a little bit in in previous ones. I think. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of marrow shards from, from I want to oh, say from, New Phyrexia. Yeah, New Phyrexia. It's it the one with with uh, uh, like the El- lady El- going Elish like, Norn. Yeah, yeah, just being like, like yeah, it's yeah. very like three. I shoot you. And even yeah. though Elish Norn is herself super like pointy and angular on her own card, mm-hmm. for some reason, yeah, on marrow shards was like holy shit, Raymond. Yeah. Right? That was like wow, that's Raymond Swanland. Yeah. Like, like really aggressively, because again, you see like the dark and the lighting and the pointy, right? And this still, mm-hmm. this, I love this art, but it like, it it felt a little inconsistent. Oh, that was a common one yeah. damage to each attacking creature for yeah. free, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, never as good as I wanted it to be. Well, because it didn't have a lot of X ones in that format, so it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if you were, I mean, on can the you X-1s, imagine that Omnicat though? <laughs> yeah. Be too good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. they do have. Uh, blazing volley. Yeah, that hits both sides, doesn't it? No, it's no. just it's one to all of your opponent's creatures. Mm-hmm. But I've I've sideboarded it in once, but it's oh man, like, yeah. Look at marrow shards. It's <gasps> so cool. Mm-hmm. But it 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 it's yeah. It's, it's a particularly pointy version of Elish Norn firing a whole bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. I it, mean they're supposed to be shards, so it makes sense. But, but still, it's just something about the his use of. Of dark and light that 
made this so distinct from the rest of the set. I mean, look how we're like we're struggling to identify this one Jeskai card that you guys kn I, I know the card. Yeah. I can picture it sort of in my mind, mm -hmm. but I can't remember what it's called. And you guys kind of have an idea of what it might be too. Yeah, I think like, so. You're, Cam at least is getting a Are glimmer sure of familiarity. So is it is it actually a, is it a gold card, or is it it might just is it, is it just in Jeskai? I think it's just in Jeskai. Okay. As oh. I was, was going to say, here's in terms of. Uh, but like uh, we got this immediately. You're yeah. like the one of Elish Norm. We're like, yeah, she's doing this. Yeah, exactly. right. That's good magic card art. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's like what? Yeah, when you've got uh, uh, Elish Norn throwing like the Kirby hand. Yeah. Yeah. Firing shrapnel at you. As in terms of uh, pointiness, it's like this is this is Swanland's interpretation of a, a Minotaur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ruinous Minotaur. Yeah, it's that's this, this was very early in his magic career, so it's yeah, like, like peak pointy. This I, is I, uh, original Zendikar. I originally yeah. became familiar with um, Raymond Swanland because he used to cover art for Dark Horse's Aliens comics. Yes, um, and if what a perfect fit for him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, and there's one art in particular where it's the alien like crawling along this corridor with the 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 spinning. The, the fan backlight mm. behind it, and it's just like... Backlit mm, fans. Yeah, backlit fans. Yeah. The alien, it's Raymond Swanland, right? <laughs> He's a big fan of, being, of things being backlit. Yeah. It looks rad. Yeah. It's difficult to do well, too. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think with Raymond Swanland and now and, and Therese Nielsen, where they, they deploy them very, like, specifically on very, like, wh when they have something that they think suits their style, is a lot better than what they did with Quentin Hoover. Mm. Where they're like, everyone loves Quentin Hoover, so we should have him, but let's make him do things that aren't Quentin Hoover art. Yeah. Like with the, uh, in Time Spiral in particular, with the Rebel cards, right? Where if you were told they were Quentin Hoover, you'd be like, oh, they are. That is Quentin Hoover. Not doing Quentin Hoover, <laughs> right? Yeah, because Quentin Hoover always did very, like, Mooka esque. Like, yeah. Uh, like or they look outlines. like stained glass. Yeah, windows. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and people loved it because that was like, yeah, early Magikarp was kind mm -hmm. of all over the place, but it was always really distinctive and 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 graphic and like eye catching. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, like things like Vesuvian doppelganger, right? Yeah, um, um or uh, uh, him to Torak, like his one him to Torak. Oh, there's yeah, so yeah. there's Vesuvian doppelganger, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, Quentin yeah. Hoover, I totally know. I totally recognize that art. Mm -hmm. Now, and I know what you're thinking if you're like looking at this and you're not familiar with these cards. It's like, meh, it's like, this is from pretty early back in the day. This is from Alpha. This is from Alpha, right? Like, yeah. this is like the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just did not have the same kind of artistic stuff that we did now, right? Like, this is probably, this is like, looks like pencil and marker and, and airbrush, which yeah. is how you did art back then. Because um, there was no like Photoshop. Where's the, the do we have the Hindu Turek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, I think, airbrushed. It's it, it's it's very uh, Quentin Hoover stuff was also it was much more. I, I don't mean this as a dig, by the way. Mm -hmm. It was much more comic book. Yeah. Because of the like the black outlines, it was much yeah, more well, like. Yeah, I think this is inked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that could that could be like a spawn cape right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, yeah, yeah, totally a spawn cape. And then, do you have? Can we get like Quentin Hoover um, not doing Quentin Hoover? Yeah, you said they're the rebels like, from Time, Time Spiral. Spiral. Yeah, um, Children of Corliss, I want to say, were his, and it's a very nice piece. Oh, Children of Corliss, right? Yeah, this was a combo with Grizzlebrand and Legacy for a little while in a deck called Tinfins. 
Um, yeah, that's Quentin Hoover art. I don't know if we can get it bigger. But. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not like. Oh God, yeah. I was going to say quintessential, I mean, but, and that made it sound ew. made it sound like a pun. It's not like what you associate with Quentin yeah. Hoover. But yeah, then again, when when did Time Spiral come out? Like wow, that is very pretty. Again, though. very comic booky though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Speaking of spawn capes. <laughs> Who, whose cape is that? I think That's it's I think it's the guy on the left. Yeah, because yeah. he's got the big shoulder bits oh, yeah, okay. holding his cape up. It's quite the a other cape. guy's just huddled in for it's like Dave, could you could you keep your cape under control? <laughs> nope, it's your cape now too. <laughs> Deal with it. What uh, uh, when did this set come out? Uh 2011? Oh no. 10, 9? No, for Time Spiral like 2008 maybe. Digital art though. Right, like the the is tools it? are almost certainly at that point. I don't think this is digital. But like, well, maybe it's airbrushed still, but like, yeah. it just seems like there's much more fine detail. Although they probably had better artistic specs than, you know, it's got to be higher res, and it's got to be bigger and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like for Alpha, they're like, hey, can you draw something? I don't know, eight and a half by eleven is probably okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I remember having my mind absolutely blown. Uh, God, it almost looks like pencil crayon. In high school, Time spirals two thousand six. Wow. Six? Really? When I, wow. When I realized, because I just assumed that, like, comics, like newspaper mm. comic strips, I assumed that they were that big and they were drawn that big. Right, right, right. And yeah. when I saw someone drawing one, that, like, the strip was, like, the size of a, you know, piece of Bristol board mm-hmm. and then gets reduced, I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Peanuts and it's like, panels oh. were five inches by five inches. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's so you can draw more detail and then it looks better when it's reduced. And so, right. yeah, when you, you know, it's like, hey, we need you to draw something two inches by one inches, right? And you get people painting entire canvases so that it can get reduced and, mm-hmm. you know, still look amazing and you, you know, you lose that detail. But uh, uh, actually, that's a, that's a good segue to... Um, uh, Noah Bradley that I also wanted to talk about. No, I was just starting thinking about like cameo portraitists from like the 17th century. Mm. They would oh, actually yeah. paint those tiny things, cool. and they would be. It wasn't usually women that did it mm. because mm. they couldn't because they weren't professional enough artists because right. they were women to do like actual portraits, even though they were just as talented as like mm-hmm. famous male artists of the day. But they could do cameos. So it was like a a business. Right, um, right, and presumably go blind. Yeah, usually actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Noah Bradley is definitely known, I feel like he's known for doing land more so than he's known for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done some amazing land. I think I asked Paul to grab um, Godless Shrine, mm-hmm. the uh, the expedition version of Godless Shrine from Battle for Zendikar, uh, is, it's, it's amazing. I remember when the expeditions were being revealed. Uh, that's, I feel like that's a tight crop. But yeah, it's this. It, it's the um, uh, the one with like the uh, like not frozen. Um, uh, they're they're turned to stone, kind oh, of petrified, petrified, but not because they get better. But the petrified Eldrazi. There we go. Hmm. Right, like that is that is amazing. Yeah. Um, also, like very a- different from what you usually think of as a black white. Land, yeah, right, because but the colors are there, yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- this this utterly scans, but it's uh, slightly like from a different angle than mm-hmm. a lot of artists would otherwise take this. What I like about what I like about Noah Bradley's art is, I think that he the reason he does a lot of lands is because a land, you know, often you get a landscape, 
but Noah Bradley's lands are always very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And like obviously Zendikar has like magical floating hedrons and stuff like that, which add, adds to that. But just like everything about how Noah Bradley sort of like like implies mm-hmm. movement and ex- like interest mm-hmm. in the land, which I think is really important. And, and yeah. that actually is a great point that leads me to one of my other favorite pieces of Noah Bradley art, which mm-hmm. is his take on giant growth. Because way back, giant growth, you had like the like the rat that was like br- yeah. br- 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 it was like just physically a giant rat, like, and there was one with a mouse that was like yeah. actually like in mid like more 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 more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's like the like the <laughs> classic. Is, old is this school. the Return to Ravnica one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And this yes, this is yes. the art for giant growth, and it's just this shadow, and you have no idea what that creature actually is, mm-hmm. but there's just a shadow being cast across the square, and all these people going, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's just such a great take on like on giant growth and mm-hmm. I, I I love the way that the the shadows the head of the shadow is framed in the tile mm-hmm. uh, on the on the ground to make it look like sort of like a halo like what I like about this is even though it's people like literally standing and gopping they all have very dynamic poses mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean yeah there's like two women who are basically just like looking up but like their 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 arms are not just hanging down at their sides. Their legs are slightly curved out, and then the people around the periphery are e- moving even more, mm-hmm. right? Just to and how they're it just all of that serves to focus interest into the center of frame, I, which is really good. I actually do like if you look you know seeing this close up, the expressions on people's faces like they aren't like you know ah Godzilla or whatever, like, right? They're just seem to be like, huh, like uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Okay. I feel like yeah. people who live on Ravnica are used to random weird things wandering mm-hmm. around, though. Yeah. All right, somebody call Is it? Yeah. yeah. And then what uh, happened? Well, and, and then what happens when you call Is it? Is another one of No Bradley's non-land cards is uh, again from the same block is Mizium Mortars. Ooh, yeah. Which, um, again, I love. I love the perspective on it because hmm. um, you don't you don't see a lot of. Like from below, right? Like you don't. You, this is just not an angle that you typically see. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you have this. Is it mage standing on this sort of this? I guess it's a boiler work or something. Standing on some sort of precipice with all these well, these mizium mortars like firing up around him. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think it looks looks super cool. I like that too because you know if you're talking about you know we talked about the the. Uh, there's only so many different ways to draw things. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a billion red flaming explosion type spells. Yeah. Uh, and so, but but I like the idea with, because this is about mortars, uh, he's act, he's doing, illustrating the part of a mortar that's different from the other parts, which is that it first goes up. The launching. Yeah, yeah. yeah the launching part. I you love... know, if you drew it the other part, it could just be like meteors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love that they're just like taking off into the air and you can see them like, they're spinning and there's smoke plumes building up underneath them and stuff like that. Hmm. It's very impressive. You can see that just at the bottom of the back of the painting, there's like smoke starting to billow up. And like if we came back to the scene like 15 seconds later, it would just be like a cloud. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever these and are poor, directed at is And in that trouble. poor is it made to be like. <coughs> I hope he has a rebreather or something. Yeah. I feel like is it says live fast, die young. That's their motto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wasn't there a thing with like. There was some, what, isn't there a card that sort of mentioned that? There's like a lot of is it mages that look like, yeah, that they're they, like they look like crazy old men. But, yeah, but, but 
they're not actually very old. It's just a very stressful, high-risk occupation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they were in the original Ravnica plug, like, they're like, what are is it? I don't know, kind of like crazy wizards and somebody had probably been reading the Discworld books and they're like, great, just yeah. draw me the staff of the Unseen University. So it's a bunch of, like, old guys with white hair and beards being like, meh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then for And then for Return to Ravnica, they were like, what if that but also younger? And so you have, like younger men and women, but they also have white hair and they're going, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, is it Guildmage and, uh, was it Sparkcaster? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Staticaster. Yeah, Staticaster. Staticaster. Um, yeah, would just have, like, shocks of white hair. Yeah. Right? I guess trying to impress Niv-Mizzet is, mm. uh, it's dangerous. Yeah. Actually, doesn't Staticaster have, yeah, have totally white hair, Oh, I yeah, think. she does. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Like, pure white hair on like on really young people is I just yeah, I think it's very it, striking. I think it looks neat. Um, Hard to maintain though. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can imagine. Presumably in this case it's it's a, I mean it's not natural, but it's, you know, permanent. Yeah. <laughs> it's the result of several uh, uh, accidental uh, electric shocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it was uh, experimentation with uh, permanent hair coloring. We don't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. possibly. It seems like the is it version of hair coloring would involve some sort of horrible thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what else to t talk about. I mean, I think we've actually had a very long-ranging and wide-ranging discussion on And I think there could be yeah. so much more, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I think there could be a lot more discussion about magic art. Like, like obviously drilling down to, into specifics. What is this pose? Yeah, I have no how, idea How are her legs doing that? Pointing that direction while her torso, her oh, shoulders wow. are doing... Interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a very a, comic you know, like, booky pose. Isn't it like a bit of an Escher girl? Her hips and shoulders are actually pointing more or less at the camera, like over, maybe yeah, but over then our How shoulder. are her knees doing that? Yeah. How also, we've got some perspective problems with the back leg. Yeah. The back leg is the same size as the front leg, but it's clearly like... like just, huh. I don't think that's the way. Of, I mean, it's they're magical people, so huh. yeah. I've but like, looked, her, I've yeah. never looked closely her enough. These are pointing in the wrong direction. Now the question is: Is she jumping, or is she like being thrown by whatever the thing <laughs> she just did? She's definitely jumping. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody is thrown in that kind of pose. It's actually very like she has to be jumping because it's a very static pose. Yeah. Right? Huh. Like yeah, she's in the air, but like she basically, you know, she's pinned. Yeah. You know, it's almost like the pose of like a gymnast or a swimmer or something like that. Maybe that was the reference material. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of art, I'm excited to check out the uh, Magic Art Show at GP Vegas. Ooh. The uh, people behind the um uh the people uh classic art uh tokens, Josh Kraus and them, mm -hmm. um have uh they uh crowdfunded it. And it was successful uh, to put on an art show. The crowdfunding was like to pay for, you know, the artists and to transport the art. And so it's a art show. I think they have like a hundred pieces Ooh. of original magic art. Oh wow! Uh, in like a gallery setting. Is it stuff you can buy, or is it just for? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, so that's going to be at uh, GP Vegas. So I'm actually looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, that's super Speaking exciting. Speaking of GP Vegas, because if my math is correct, you'll be seeing this before that. Um, we, in terms of Loading Ready Run, will, <laughs> I was will say, be there. The royal we isn't just you. We, I don't mean, yes, I don't mean neither of these other people. It would be myself, <laughs> James, Alex, and Adam. And uh, for a very quick rundown of uh, what we'll be doing there and where you'll be able to hang out and see us, 
let me give you this right now. Thursday, there's a chaos sealed event. These are firing every day at 11.30. And on the Thursday, uh, Adam and Alex are going to be bounty targets in the event, meaning that uh, if you get paired up against them and you beat them, you get bonus prizes. Thursday evening, I'm going to be in the Windmill Slam game show uh, versus members of Magic R&D. There's a team of, like, content creators and then a team from R&D in a Magic Trivia game show. Oh, hmm. Which will be interesting. Um, that night is the Command Zone party, uh, which uh, should be fun. Hmm. Uh, Friday is the actual limited main event, which myself, James, and Adam are playing in. Um, but again, if you see us around, if you like pass us, if we're not actively playing a game or desperate to get to the bathroom, or please, waiting to get food that you so desperately need between rounds, please say hi. If you see us walking around, please say hi. Happy to take a picture, sign a playmat, whatever you like. Um, uh, Friday night, we're going to be at the CFB VIP party if you happen to be going to that. Um, Saturday is technically day two of the limited GP. Assuming that we don't day two, uh, we'll be, well, all four of us be bounty targets in the chaos sealed uh, that morning at 11.30. And then we have a Q&A panel, like a loading ready run Q&A panel on Sunday at noon. And then Sunday at, I think, three, uh, um, Jeremy from Star City Games, who does Split Second, is running a uh, D&D session with the Plane Shift book for Innistrad. Oh, so it's D&D oh, cool. set on Innistrad with uh, myself, Wedge from the Manasaurus, the Professor, and Christine Sprankle uh, uh, as, the, as the players. And uh, that'll be a couple hours long. And do, you have, are you, do you have to make up your character ahead of time? Yes. Are, are you running 5th edition? Yes. Rana Bard! Christine's already a bard. Rana Chaos uh, Wild Magic Sorcerer. I'm a paladin. Brad. We need healing. Kath a Cathar? Would yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Cathar. Yeah. I'm oh, going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, be, be a member of the Order of St. Traft. Brad. Because most Cathars are. Uh, <laughs> I guess now, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Many people have asked if that's being streamed or recorded. I'm almost positive it's not being streamed. Jeremy's looking into a way to record it because obviously we would like you to be able to see that, but I don't know if that's happening. Uh, just a, a note on that. Um, oh, and I'll uh, be vlogging the weekend, so you'll get updates there. On that, that magic, uh, uh, the magic art show, mm. um, which, by the way, uh, you can check out at magicartshow.com. Good URL. Um, they, because they hit their stretch goal, uh, there also is going to be a team of cosplayers uh, from Mox, Moxie MTG. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, uh, Moxie's great. And now the cosplay police are here. Uh, Oh, good. They, didn't, they didn't see us. If we're just quiet, maybe they'll leave. Yeah. Quick. Everyone take off your funny hats. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Any funny hat in here? No. No, officer. Uh, also, in particular, uh, one of the pieces of art that they've, uh, show, that they've said they're going to be um, uh, showing is the that uh, Nissa that we talked about at the very beginning. Oh, great. Oh, okay. That's so, wonderful. So you can see it in person if you're going to GP Vegas. Yeah, I think a lot of these pieces are from private collections. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I, maybe some of them will be for sale. I guess actually, if they're from the artist, that seems like yeah. it would be a good place. I to mean, do that. <laughs> sell it, make money, and then you don't have to worry about transporting it back. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, but if you're interested in going to GP I... Vegas, it's what uh, um, a limited GP. It's a, a legacy, legacy GP. Legacy GP, limited GP, modern GP. Wow. Legacy will be interesting. Three to watch. GPs in one weekend. Hmm. Well, weekend. It like starts on Wednesday. Yeah. Hmm. Three, three, three GPs in one. 
So Gray will be there. Yeah. So say hi. Hello. If you want to see Cameron or me, no. <laughs> yeah. We'll <laughs> be get, here. We'll be here. You don't yeah. get to. Continuing to stream. You can say hi on Twitter or yeah. the or stream or Yeah, absolutely. Through the power of the internet. All right. The power of friendship. That's going to do it for, um, <laughs> sorry about that, uh, Tap Tap Concede for this week. As a reminder, brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR. And this show and everything else we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at Patreon.com slash LoadingReadyRun. Um, let us know what your favorite magic card art is hmm. in the comments below. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.